run at it shouting. Do as he says, run at it shouting. Hello. Henrietta, your cat is giving me life right now. Oh my goodness. I can't cope with it. So handsome. What breed is, what type of cat is he? It's called a uh, Heli Burma. Oh. He's lovely. Thank you so much. What's he his name? himself as well. What's his name? Dario. Dario. That's a cute name for a cat. I love that. <laughs> Fab. There's Charlie. Hello. Um, so the way we usually do it is that you raise your virtual hand and then it's easy for me to see uh, what order it, it goes in. Um, so you can do that um, either by clicking on participants if you have the old Zoom or that if you've downloaded the new Zoom, it will be under reactions. And if you just raise your hand virtually, then I'll, um, I'll like host it, I suppose. And then if that's all good with you, Amy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, okay. Well, um, if anyone has any issues doing that, then uh, then you know, put a message in the chat, and and I'll and I'll get I'll get round to you. All right. So, uh, Christina. Hi, um, Amy. Could you please share your journey in becoming a casting director? Yeah. Um, so I actually started off as an actor a long time ago, but. Um, I um, so I went to Leeds University. I studied studied theatre there, and then went to drama school, and then did a um, kind of did quite a few years as an actor. And I just um, I got to a point where I just needed a bit of a. I felt like I wasn't kind of quite getting where I wanted to with acting, and I just wanted a bit of a change really. Um, and I think I just needed a bit more I, other things going on in my life. I needed a bit more of a control over what I was doing. And I still loved the industry and I wanted to be in the industry in some way. Um, so I um, tried a few things. I, I tried agent, agenting for a, a little while, uh, agent assisting. And I found like it wasn't, it wasn't quite as creative as I had wanted. It was all very admin heavy and, you know, it's nice having the connection with, with actors on your books and you have that, it's lovely, but you, you generally are quite admin heavy and doing all the setting up and things. So it takes a while in casting to become the creative side. You do have to start off as an assistant and you start with the, with the kind of, uh admin duties of setting up meetings and doing all of that stuff but now i'm kind of associate kind of co-caster level i'm i love being able to to you know be in in the auditions with the director doing my own sessions and um having the creative ch choice of who who i get to see for what role and and that's what i love the most about it and I started off working with Sasha Robertson in commercials quite heavily so I did a lot of commercial casting with her and 
it's so different from I, I I loved it and it taught me the best way working in commercials is mad and casting because it's just so quick the turnout over you get a job and you have to cast it by that end of the week and it's so quick so it it's a lot of the time it's like quickly looking who who, who will be right and then it, it's a it's a lot of a look thing a lot a lot of the time and I just wanted to kind of go into tv and and drama and and take scripts and make them alive a little bit more and it be a bit kind of more creative and more in depth with character so that's when I started kind of just freelancing around loads of different offices doing lots of I, I kind of just was in an office each each week sometimes like kind of learning different every office is so different um and yeah and 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 then I kind of found my home at, at Amy Hubbard's a couple of years ago and I have stayed there really so that's that's how I got into it thank you thank you so much <laughs> oh yeah it's great actually that you um do theater because a lot of casting directors who do film and tv usually like do a lot less of you know I mean obviously you don't have a lot of time but no I think it's so important um because we often go to the theatre and and we it's so exciting finding people who do a lot of theatre and then kind of bringing them in into the to screen world it's so useful for us definitely um and so enjoyable as well it makes that makes our job job that much more enjoyable going to the theatre in the evenings I miss it so much um so yeah no definitely do, yeah thank you so much Kate yes thank you hi Amy it's quite it's kind of a question about like castability and uh in terms of national nationality mm -hmm. um because i think that like applies to a few of us here would you only like bring me in for irish stuff or would i be given a chance to show you my rp or london or yeah, that is an interesting one. I think with accents, um, people are often kind of worried that they'll... I, I ultimately think that, you know, your accent is is who you are and it's the essence of who you are. And that's like really important um, and it helps with, with casting. But bearing in mind that we live in a very kind of multicultural society where there are so many people all over you know there are Australians in London there are Irish people in London there are when we're casting things based in London we need to represent that and we need to have different different accents and and, and different um ethnicities and a, and a wide range of that so um I think don't as long as you have RP and and that's great we will always consider you but I think it's also really good to kind of like I was saying before to embrace your accent and and know that that's a that's a kind of another niche and another another part of where you're where you're going to be um yeah. both. okay cool thank that you yeah yeah thanks renu um quick few quick things Amy. uh you know you have your database of all of us mm -hmm. i'm going to be really specific how what is your database do you have uh the brown one the black black people, uh, Irish, this, that, the other, RP. How do you divide us all in your database? And do, do, your, do you have sometimes people in one person in two or three of your databases when you want to go to it? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the, the database thing is quite, um, we, like, 
we know actors and we have lists of actors that we that we that we know and like and and things like that from from for myself personally i have workshop notes and and a, a work you know people who i've met in a workshop for example that's like a that's a thing that i have like pictures spotlight links notes on on everyone um a lot of the database now is kind of people it's in your head and it's on your list and you go through back through lists i don't think it's necessarily a thing of we a lot of the time as well we have like location so we have bristol based actors you know um i, I irish but like loads of different like locations because that's really useful for us because when something needs a local talent and someone somewhere someone who is from that place that's really important um but in terms of a database we, we kind of have way different everyone has different ways of kind of storing that information i think um but we would spotlight and know that we have we go through that the most 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 of the time is spotlight okay and i've been trying to you know when you get a script through or stuff and you try and figure out the style of of that director and i'm, I'm kind of learning it i just so you look and you look oh that director's done that and they want maybe more stillness or they want a bit more over the top is there any other way that i could kind of figure out what styles are, are there any books or any kind of websites or anything that you would know of that you can think oh that's more that person or that company style or that director style i think it's wanting stuff done mainly just what what their past work is really um a lot of the time you know amy hubbard is is for example is is very known for her kind of factual drama she loves we love kind of casting real life things that have happened and reenacting them so we're looking for real people to kind of play those roles so so for us for example it, it's that it's we amy hubbard is so kind of strict on naturalism and making it feel kind of the most we don't want to see anyone acting we want to see this we we want to see it in real life and imagine that this is a real character that we're presented with um and other other characters like other casting officers might want you know comedy and and they they're really renowned for con comedy and quite big comedy or i think it's just about imdb and looking at past okay. looking at what they've done what a director's work if they've done loads of documentaries, they would probably want something very natural. There's not really, a, there's not really an answer. There's not really a, a one place that you can go. Just try and do your re research and instinctively read the scripts and see what comes to you and your instinct. Last thing, the Zoom. Well, a lot of us have had readers on Zoom and the voice of the reader is really quiet. And um, I, I've been using my family, uh, bless them, <laughs> but, I have got a couple of Zoom readers uh, who are just, you know, they're actors and they're fabulous and it makes it easier for us. But the voice is really quiet on, on their end. And when it comes through on the self-tape, it's really quiet, which doesn't... How can we make that voice louder for them apart from just zapping it, you know, the yeah. voice thing really... I, I, would, I would always make sure that on your reader will have on preferences, go to preferences, go to microphone, Turn their microphone right up. Um, when, for example, when I'm doing self tapes, um, when I'm doing Zoom auditions and I'm speaking with an actor, I'm reading in with an actor. It's always really loud. It, it is much louder on the side that it's being recorded. Um, 
but if their microphone is turned all the way up there should be a, a balance and there should be a way of kind of getting it so that you can hear it right. it doesn't matter your your reader is meant to be quieter as well you know it's better mm. reader as quieter the main focus is you um really cool brilliant thank you so much thank you kira yeah um, I've just written down my questions because I keep going out of my head. <laughs> um, so I've got a few questions. First one is um, I did a workshop recently with Daniel Edwards and on the subject of contacting, he said he's happy for people to contact, which is great as are most casting directors. But he said, but if you've got an agent, I expect your agent to be contacting me, not you. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about that? Because I'm quite proactive in contacting casting directors and stuff like that. But when he said that, it kind of was a bit of a, oh, actually, he said that now maybe that I should be going to my car I should be saying to my agent right I've had a workshop with Amy could you contact her just to send her my stuff I think it's I think it's like a double double kind of approach really I think it really your agent is is the person who it should it should come from um if you if you've met someone though and you've made a connection with someone I think it's fine to get in touch with them because you you you, you know you're the one you you have to sell yourself as well as your agent you know your agent's got other clients they're looking after as well so um I think definitely it's a bit of both I wouldn't kind of your agent might not want to kind of be selling sending emails all the time but I would definitely make a note to your agent and say I met Amy at this casting workshop and I'd love to be considered can you kind of just give a little push on a project any projects that might come up you know so just more the more you can do the better really to try and kind of get noticed I think great thank you um secondly in terms of reels so on my um spotlight I've got two reels I've got a drama one and I've got a comedy one um, do you think that's okay? Because I've heard different things from different casting directors. Um, like you said, because I think different casting companies, obviously, and, and agents, they are kind of more geared towards different things. Like I know, like you were saying about Amy Hubbard, and also I know Nikki Meadows is more documentaries and stuff like that as well. So, like, is it good to have that kind of thing? Do you think to say, please have a look at my drama reel? I know that this is the kind of area that you really focus on in your casting, or yeah like a show reel is it should just show you as a, 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 you know your acting ability full stop I think a lot of people do, do now do drama and comedy comedy show reels and it, it's a popular thing I think if you've got enough material to show both then yeah absolutely separate them out give them give us a bit more of an, an a, 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 this is this is the one to watch for us kind of thing um but if you also have a mix of comedy and drama on one show reel again it, it it's it's this it's still you acting like it's still it, we just want to know who you are as a person and, and where 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 we would fit you and whether you'd fit the role so um again it's kind of a I think it's probably more of a preference for you really uh, depending on what your material is and, and how much you've got okay brilliant thank you um and last question with um Brexit and the whole kind of uh passports and things like that do you think it's a big thing now that people need to have if they're able to have an EU passport, like I'm in the middle of getting, I can get an Irish passport because my family's Irish. Is that becoming more, <laughs> it's still Kate's money. Um, is, that, is that becoming more of a thing now where you are kind of going for London-based actors or, you know, this is a quite a big thing now or not? Yeah, you know what, we worked on a film uh, recently and it was actually had lots of like press about it um, because it was the first project that we had to find 
so because of the cost of traveling people over they either needed those people to be local actors or they needed someone who could have an eu passport to go over there so um it, i don't it's, it's going to depend on where the production company is based i think a lot of the time so if it's a london production company i don't think it will matter as much but i think it was a german production company so they had to they had to think about uh, how how it would work and I think it was right at the beginning when no one really knew what was going on a little bit I think things are changing um, and I think there will be a way where that there, there's a massive petitions going on equity equity are looking into it and there's lots going on to make sure that that doesn't happen and it doesn't restrict anyone so um, hoping hoping it won't be like that okay brilliant thank you very much great um, okay so just under 15 minutes left, quite a few hands. Um, so let's try and get round everyone if we can. So we'll go to Natasha. Hello, I'm so ready with my questions that I forgot to unmute myself. <laughs> so the question that I have is, um, I really love the fact that you used to act because you've sort of done the transition over from acting to then being a casting director and now you that you've sort of been on both sides what would you say is like a good piece of advice for actors to develop relationships with casting directors um it's a very broad question but whatever your personal perspective because that's why we're here um to say it one more time so you're you're asking about the relationship between casting directors and actors yeah how, because obviously you used to act and then now you become a casting director you can you know you've been on both sides so what would you say is for you, obviously now being a casting director, what's the sort of best thing you could advise us actors on how to develop a relationship? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think remember that we're not casting, cast, there's this big barrier, isn't there, between casting directors and actors and and like, you know, how hard it is to, to get into the room and, and to that we're kind of the in charge and stuff. And we're not really, I think the best thing to consider is that we're, that we're on the same side kind of thing. So making relationships and, and you know, sending emails and kind of keeping in touch and, and inviting it, it is a good way of, of doing it. It it ultimately though, it it's it, it's based on just like the director's taste and whether that person should should is right for that role. A lot of the time it just comes down to that. And it's not whether you are friends with them or or are have this good relationship with them necessarily. It's just are they are they right for the role? So I think try try to remember that there's that there's not this huge barrier, this huge leap to between cast and director and actor. I think if that if that makes sense, I think yeah yeah. It's it's only because mostly you know from this side, I just feel like you know when you want to email them, I don't want to seem like I'm pestering. Do you see what I mean? Because you're so busy with you know, you're dealing with producers, directors, you know, different actors that you've got in different projects and to come in, you know, you don't want to be like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. I think, I think though, the, the only thing you can do is, is, is try and you know, you never know when that email is going to come in at the right time. It's all about timing a lot of the time. Like if you drop an email in, like someone did it the other day, they dropped an email in, uh, who, someone who I had done a workshop with a while ago and I was looking at someone who was really similar and a role that I was looking at was really right for that person. And unfortunately that was just a, a, a perfect timing opportunity of them kind of being like, hey, how are you? Da, 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 da. And then being like, oh, let's get them reading for this role, you know? So it's, it's often just timing a lot of the time, you know? 
and that's that's all it is it's, it's a bit frustrating sometimes but yeah thank you very much for answering my question jack i've sort of got like two questions in one um so i'm studying physical theater um at east 15 and um, so we're in the process of creating like a movement reel so you know um gymnastics acrobatics tumbling um puppetry stuff like that would that be something that you'd like not want to see or is that something you know as well as the the, the show reel that you'd be like oh, okay i'd like to see that as well um i mean it's not necessarily going to help us like it, it might it might help us if we're looking for kind of it's a, such a specific thing for someone from tv and screen i can't really say it would be helpful necessarily for us unless it's really specific unless we're casting something that is required of that but having it on your on your you know spotlight is a good thing because you never know you know you you need to have that for for, for other other sides of the industry and, and for theater and stuff so it's just something we probably wouldn't necessarily go to look at we'd want to see your acting for screen like showreel yeah um and also just like tips for approaching agents and casting directors what well, um like to, do's and don'ts kind of thing um again make it bold like make it stand out don't just write a generic email um do an fao if you know the person in the office always write a name so that they can kind of like it can flag to them it might be an assistant and you know the assistant's name flag that name in the in the header uh, amy hubbard like and and often me are usually quite busy so try and approach someone who is like maybe a bit lesser down who has probably got maybe more time to to go to the theater or to 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 respond to you and stuff like that to find out kind of who the assistants are or the, or the, or the associates as well um, and agents i think i think again it's probably quite similar I, I i think give them what they what they want to to make it clear in the email what you're what you're asking don't make it too long don't make it too waffly make it specific to that person so make sure you've done your homework i really really like this project that you cast um please will you consider me i'd love I'd love to be able, I, I think I could definitely fit in here. And the here is an example of me playing a role like that. You know, that's a good way of being like, I, I'm very good with authoritative roles. And here's a little clip of me playing a policeman or something like that. Something is going to flag to us and it's, you've done your research and you've worked a way into it. Thank you. Good. Emma. Um, Hello. There you are. <laughs> like really cool. um, so my question to you is what was your most memorable casting and why? Was it a positive one or a negative one? Um, it's an interesting question. This people ask me a lot, uh, this a lot, and it's it's I always find it quite hard. I find generally uh, the casting process I worked on um in my skin um with Rachel Sheridan and that we did a really incredible chemistry read with the director and the young girls with the, with the girl who was playing Beth and Gabrielle Creevy and the person who was meant to play, who was going to play Poppy. Um, and that was a moment that I, I, I was quite young. I, I was a bit less experienced and I sat in on it and they, they, the team generally were incredible at kind of making everyone be able to say their opinion and, and say what they thought rather than kind of just the director saying everything um, and it was just a really nice collaborative creative uh, experience of everyone being in the room and working together to kind of get this chemistry read working I think um, so that was probably my most memorable 
Fabulous. And one other one is, um, what is your favourite pastime before COVID and now because of COVID? Uh, what do I, in terms of what? In terms of casting or? No, as in just you, as a person, what is your favourite pastime? Do you like watching, um, you know, Netflix or is there a particular pastime you do? Are you a gymnast when you're not at work? Um, <laughs> or are you I think I mainly miss going to the theatre probably yeah you do say that's something that I now can't do also meeting actors in the room and being in auditions like right now we're just doing everything online zoom auditions self-tapes watching everything on a screen so I think generally that is something I really miss being in the room with people hugging people oh. you know? that that's a big one it feels like you've fallen out with someone, but you've not actually told them. It's Ooh. like, I don't, I don't hug you anymore, sorry. <laughs> it's yeah. really hard. I totally, totally agree. I hope that people go back to hugging each other as well. I don't want it to ever disappear, you know? Same here, same here. Thank you. So mine were just very, you know, personal ones. <laughs> Thank you for today as well, everybody. Everybody's been amazing. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, Henrietta. Yes, hello again. Um, so I have two questions. And the first one is like, someone was talking about being proactive yourself as an actor or just wait for your agent to call you or whatever. I mean, also because I am new into this industry, I graduated this summer. So I'm still trying to figure out how it works. How much should you do yourself or just rely on the agent? I think, again, it's, it, it's kind of been answered already and that I think it needs to come from both sides. Um, you're working for yourself as well as your agents working for you, but remember your agents working for other people as well. Mm -hmm. So um, if you really like something that someone's cast um, or you think that you want to get in touch with this person, then, then go for it, like do it. But um, you have to also trust in your agent that your agent's doing the work for you as well. Keep checking in with your agent and check that they're putting you up for the right roles and things. Um, yeah. Um, and then the other thing, because I just graduated this summer and I am from Denmark, mm -hmm. living in London though. So I'm still trying to figure this whole industry out in another country. Uh, which is very difficult because it's so different compared to, to here in Denmark. So do you have like now when you've been an actress yourself, a, a good advice as a new actress? I mean, yes, some are just saying, wait, <laughs> I mean, be patient and yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the most important thing really is to, you know, there it is a bit of a waiting game like right now like things are getting up and started again um and they will get there but you can't really have another passion have something else that you love as well doing because if this becomes everything you want um it's it's often going to take a long time to get there so always i think have something that you a job that you love or if you're if you're working I used to work a job that I hated and I hated that and that was what was making me unhappy kind of thing so try and find some something that you like doing and you like working in this job because that's where you're going to be spending a lot of your time you know when you do get the acting work it's great but enjoy that that bit that other life that you have yeah and and I think yeah it, it, it is a bit of a, a it can feel a bit like a waiting game but 
just you just have to hope hope and kind of keep keep going with it and do it and keep crafting your skills keep practicing keep doing self-tapes workshops meeting people and much as you can to be pro proactive yes thank you amy <laughs> annette fabulous hello there so you've kind of answered a lot of my questions so I was keeping my hand up for a long time and I thought I'd just say hi anyway and I just wanted to like two small questions you kind of touched on them already um, when you have like a casting breakdown and you're looking for somebody do you just you said you had a list do you have like a list of agents that you use or is it actors that you've used I think you said you had like a list of actors that you've met and things like that and so it's kind of a bit jumbled me, people think I'm English, but I'm actually Norwegian, so I'm like dual nationality. So I've got to get your passport so I can go. <laughs> so anyway, I know I'm a bit nuts sometimes. What the question is basically, how, how would you find uh, somebody like me? Would you go in spotlight and go Norwegian? Or do you have like, and someone else asked that sort of question, do you have that or do you just? I mean, it's, 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 it, it would be putting a breakdown out to spot. Okay to agent it's it's usually the agents because the agents are the ones that know yeah know those people if we need something very specific then yes we can do a search on spotlight so we can search something search for this age playing age this uh ethnic this um nationality um everything we can search for and it comes up with however many actors we'll go through and look at their showreels mm -hmm. see if they're right and and kind of narrow it down like that we do we can also create short, short lists in spotlight so we can do that to it and keep keep it going yeah so in spotlight itself you can have like save categories and things like that is that how it works yeah oh, much easier for you guys i never knew that you know yeah definitely. and do you use specific agents or you don't you don't do it like that we usually like put our breakdowns out to all agents depending what sometimes the this this we're so like so overpopulated with a certain age or certain category or a certain kind of casting um we would just get thousands of suggestions for that person so we and there are so many agents now on spotlight there are more and more and more so we would sometimes have to specify specific agents we have kind of a short list of agents that we've worked with already so anyone we've booked with that with, with that agent then they'll go on that kind of deal memo list of mm -hmm. actors we we have worked with and we've cast in the past yeah but generally it will usually go out to all of them yeah perfect thank you go for it cool um yeah no uh just uh first of all thanks for doing tonight um it's been brilliant really enjoyed watching everyone and and seeing your advice to everyone so thank you uh, one question i've got is as i touched on earlier i'm kind of um got new headshots got new show reel uh, because of the new kind of look and I'm keen to get myself back out there obviously I know you guys receive a million emails every day um, what's the best way to go about saying hey look I've got a new look I'm around without you know just annoying you by bombarding the office what's what's the acceptable way in your eyes I mean I think like I think the thing is with 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 um emails generally emails for me like you do get a lot of emails. If I recognize a name or if I would always say, if you've got like, if you've met me before or if you've done a workshop with me before, if it was in the, in the subject line, you'd written um, 
um, workshop, Amy Jackson, you know, some run at it shouting, something to kind of get my attention, then that's the, going to be the best way to, to make it relevant to that office or relevant to me. Um, so make it, make it kind of, make each email, tr try to kind of make it so you, with someone who you've had a connection with, I think. Um, and it's absolutely fine to do that, like in terms of reintroducing yourself to different people and to people you've maybe made connections with in the past. Um, I think that's that's a good way of getting yourself out there and showing people your new look, new headshots. I have lots of people who email me those things all the time. So um, yeah, I, I'd go for it. Cool, thank yeah. you very much. Brilliant, no worries. Okay, so we've got Donna. Hi. When you're um, your reader, the person who's like reading the other lines, do they need to be the same? Like, do they need to be the uh, like the right age and the right kind of sex and stuff as the character? Does it does it matter like that who they are, what they're like? Other do they need to be actors? Like, can it be you like recording the lines and then playing it back? Like, how does yeah. that work? I um. They could be anyone, anyone at all. I would always try and suggest getting a reader because um, if you record it, and I know that people like in lockdown, it's been like a, a, a big thing to do to record the other person's lines. Um, the only problem with that is, is that um, it, it's not spontaneous and you can't act in the moment. You have to be like kind of dictated to by this um, automated voice and the speed of it has to be all set up ready for you to kind of act along to it it's kind of like I guess a singing tape to you'd have to stick to a singing track um, so try to try to get anyone to read in ultimately though it does not matter who that person is it's just a voice you know it's it's anyone who is there to read those lines if you want someone who's going to give you a bit more emotion and there's an emotional scene and they need to give you a bit more to for you to be able to act off then absolutely try and get an actor and 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 try and see if you can get someone in place but ultimately anyone who's going to feed you the lines and you're happy with kind of acting off those lines yeah great fabulous uh marion Hi, um, thank you uh, also for this workshop. It was amazing. Your feedback was great. Um, my question is a bit of a weird one, actually. Um, how, I don't know how to ask this. How does an agent know whether a tape, because I've heard a lot of casting directors say, we just want to see good material. We just want to see something that's good. But the thing is, an agent has looked at it and thought it was good enough to send off. Um, so my question is like, because obviously as actors, we're relying on our agents to say, okay, yeah, that was good, send it off. But at the same time, they're also sending off a lot of tapes as well. So maybe their quality control might not be as high of a, you know what I'm saying? So how can we as actors make sure that we're giving them the very best self-tape in order for them to choose from, to submit? Like, what are you looking for? I know you've given us a lot of feedback on here. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, I think the thing is agents are busy people and they've got lots of clients to look after. And I've heard from agents, you know, you can't hold an actor's hand through it all kind of thing. Um, not that like obviously I like people 
are, are needing that. But sometimes I, I guess you, you should be the person who sends off what you are proud of. Yeah. And whether that be something you might check with another actor friend or something just to give an outside eye, I would say don't always rely on your agent to do that. They might get it and they might whiz it off straight away. You're mm. right. Um, I would always kind of just only send them something that you're confident with. And I guess that's kind of part of your job as an actor to kind of do that and to, to send what you're proud of and to show that you've done the best work that you can do, yeah? And then it goes over to their job and then it goes over to the casting director's job. So you're, you have the creative control of that self-tape, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But it, you think that if we basically like, the feedback that you've given us. I'm not saying obviously, it, there's a lot of factors that go into booking someone and, you know, but like from what the feedback that you've given us, um, if we stick to the notes that you, is that going to put us in the very best position to Yeah, but also remember that that's based on this scene and that's based on this. Right. So it could change, like, you know, you could, it could be a different, it could be a different uh, scene you're doing in, in that self tape. But yeah, I mean, technically, yeah, like, you know, I've given you notes on or based on this self tape and this performance today, take those notes and try and kind of work them into when you prepare for your next self tape. Um, definitely, yeah. If does, does that kind of help? Yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Um, yeah, cool, great. Uh, Don, oh wait, we've had Donna already, haven't we? Oh, but we haven't got any hands up left. Donna, you're the only, you're the only hand up. I have, I have many questions, so I don't worry about this. <laughs> when you're at the beginnings and ends of self-tape, so you made a note saying to basically sort of ignore stage directions throughout the piece um, to kind of maintain continuity. But if you, like, I think the one, the script that quite a lot of us looked at I think she's like she's like walking away at the beginning like there's another one when someone leaves like should you walk in and walk out or do you always start standing still looking at the camera um yeah again i i would cut that and ignore that stage direction because realistically yeah that's for someone who is that's for the director and that's for the writer to know that this character is then moving into this scene or this place and then that person is moving in for this for the for the basis of a self tape you are there and and this is the conversation you're having kind of thing um there were moments where people did take that perhaps stage direction at the end and it was lovely it was that you know they had those lovely moments at the end so you you feel free to do that and to add that um but yeah I, I don't I wouldn't stick to the stage directions necessarily yeah great um Aidan um I just have a question uh, just with regards to when you get two scenes um obviously they're looking at the character in kind of a different environment but can you use that like the second scene as an opportunity to go somewhere else with the character just because obviously you have to make that choice or do the directors commonly want to see the consistency so that someone can play the character throughout the scenes does that question make sense do you mean when you submit two takes of the same scene or two no, if we get two separate scenes so if we get a self-tape here's scene one here's the scene in episode eight or whatever like are you making your decision about that character and then putting that character in those two scenes or can you go somewhere else with the character no. uh, or is it balance 
I think you should always choose who you think that character is and, and foresee okay. the, the scene. Um, also, we usually choose, us, choose scenes that show different sides to the character. That's part of our job of choosing correct sides to match that character. Okay. So we would always try to find a contrasting scene that shows the character, for example, in this scene is, is upset or then the next the next scene, they might be angry, you know, so we try and make sure that we can see those sides of the character, but your decision as an actor is to choose who you think that character is and show it across both scenes, definitely. Brilliant. That answers it. Thanks very much. Um, Raya. I think Reese was before me. <laughs> no, go ahead, Raya. Go ahead. How do you know the, the order? I'm just going along this random. <laughs> go on. Um, so, my question is it's uh, related to the scene that I did with the hug. How yeah. do you do a kiss on a self tape? Don't. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. Never. Okay, cool. No. Um, no, like if if you don't need to do that and if you know this is um it's all about the dialogue like this self-tape is just for the dialogue and what you are portraying through that dialogue um if there are things that you can't do like kiss or hug and anything like that just disregard it you might kind of take that intention and what it might change for the next part of the scene but imagine it's not there kind of thing I, I would always say unless it's kind of a real this scene relies on me holding a gun to my head or you know like something that really really needs it just focus on the dialogue all right cool yeah awesome great thank you no worries and now Reese, well done patiently waiting there no worries uh so just a so just a quick few questions is so at the moment we I'm relying on my agent to get work, but also looking for work myself. So I use like Mandy, Star Now, Backstage, and I obviously leave Spotlight to my manager, uh, to my agent. But is there anything that uh, Amy Hubbard and yourself use other than those? Do you use Twitter or? No, I mean, we put specific casting calls out on Twitter if it is really specific and if yeah. it's a big casting call that we need to or we might need like not people who haven't acted before and um, not, not it's like a very specific character that we need to reach out to more people for basically yeah. um, but um oh i didn't say by suggest i guess um yeah so other than that spotlight is our main go-to always um, right. and yeah occasionally like for, for, for me i've handed before um but that's kind of generally the, the main ones that we, we go to. Yeah. And then also for a final question from me is, uh, are, you, are you casting anything interesting now that you're looking for, like uh, any specific genre or? Um, yes. Um, so we, well, we're casting the, the Stephen Merchant series, which is a comedy, which is ongoing. We're also casting a pilot at the moment for um, a kind of comedy sitcom. And we are also casting um, a um, TV series that's a drama that is set to come out. It's all very, uh, I can't tell, really tell you much about it. Gosh. <laughs> but yeah, that's what we're casting. Okay, cool. Thank you very much.
always as well go on IMDb and see IMDb Pro. Pro. Yeah. You can see what people are shooting and what people are to watch. Um, that's a really good way of if things haven't been announced and if you don't know what they're possible, go on there and probably be going up there soon. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much. Uh, John Delaney is putting his actual hand up. And do you know what? I haven't got a clue how this is working. I'm looking and going, hang on, what are we actually pressing here? How are we getting questions and how are we on a list? I don't know. So apologies if I've just put it in. Okay. Um, what I wanted to ask, Amy, uh, again, thank you for having us this evening and thanks for your feedback. I really do appreciate it. And obviously, well done, guys, for your work. When there's a casting and it says strictly London-based actors, how strict is that? Because do you know what? I will come down to London in my car, sleep in it for two weeks solid, as well as working to get, you know, work going, to be enjoy enjoying a project that, you know, is going on at the moment. Um, and we're kind of, um, my agent is kind of, stay away from them, stay away from London based. And I'm like, well, I've got somewhere to stay in London. Um, but they're like, no, they won't have you, if they, you know, you, you know, this, that and the other. I just wondered how strict is it? Is it, you know, something that can be swayed really? It's all based on you being able to base yourself there. That's all we're asking for. So you need okay. to tell the agent that you are happy to travel yourself to London, to accommodate yourself in London, and that you can do that. It doesn't mean that we actually just want people who are London. It, it means that, it basically means that the production can't afford to travel someone and they can't afford to put people up in accommodation so they for them they can only afford to hire people in the London area or in the Manchester area or in wherever that's shooting so it doesn't mean that you can't audition for it but you have to know that if you are putting yourself out there then if you tell your agent I want to be considered for London hire then you know that you will accommodate yourself there and and happy to be happy to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do say that when I'm applying on, on say, Monday on, in me, on my profile, it'll say I'm happy to pay for my own petrol expenses or my own accommodation. You know, I will pay for that myself personally, you know, so just to show that sort of bit of. Yeah. So, all, yeah, all you have to say in that instance and to your agent when they're submitting you on spotlight and things is 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 happy to be considered a, lo a local hire. So uh, happy to be considered a London hire, happy to be considered a Manchester, wherever it's shooting. And they will know that we're seeing you audition for that reason, for, for that, that we know that you're, you're happy there. Okay, thank you, Amy. And it's the same as well in terms of, we had a lot of, Carla, this is in reference to you, in terms of being in Europe. If, I mean, it, it, you know, there was a lot of things changing, obviously with Brexit and things like that. And, and, and we're working away around these things. But if you were to say that you would be happy to be um, in London, that's you super useful, like to, to, to know that you would be happy to come and um, hang out in London and do some filming, you know? So always make sure that, that you're all aware of that, like wherever you are really. Um, yeah, Missy? Oh, am I unmuted? No, you're, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Um, so with calls that you see on Twitter, like with open calls and stuff, do you prefer if actors um, email you or go through the agent? 
Um, so it depends. I mean, usually if there's an open call on Twitter, it will have gone out on Spotlight and to the agents as well. Okay. But I would say rather than kind of, you know what, I would I would just say email. Like I, I, I would email and, and say I'm represented by these people. Um, would love to be considered or whatever or just check in with your agent and just ask your agent what they you know just say I've seen this call out and I'd really like to be considered for it um do you do you want to contact them or should I and just try to kind of work out who because yeah you don't want both of that you, it, it, there's no point in both of them approaching me it would be best for one of you to to do it okay perfect thank you it can come from you it, it, it's fine to come from you if you if you want that yeah okay fabulous i think that's it everyone yeah great thank you so much thanks everyone thanks amy for doing another one for us i really appreciate it. it's great to have you on it really is really good well done everyone it was it's, it's such a nice such a great bunch of talent and really enjoyed it. it there was not one kind of performance that was the same i didn't get bored of the scenes it was really really nice Awesome. Um, if you're interested, I'm uploading a load of um, podcasts free, obviously, to my website of all the casting directors I've had on as we're entering a kind of end of season type thing. So there'll be a bit of bit of a break, but I'm putting up loads of free content that you can listen to. So. Um, so, yeah, it should keep you busy if you get bored. <laughs> all right. Lots of love, everyone. And um, enjoy the rest of the sun. I think we've got another couple of days if you're in London. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank, Thank you very much, Amy. everyone. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, everyone. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Good night. Yeah. Run at it shouting. Dooski says, run at it shouting. Ah.